Hello everybody, this is Wendy. Today we'll continue with commercial transactions. Because the playing field is so big, there's so many players, or as many people put it, so many stakeholders. There's a lot at stake. So you'll find that there are a lot of buyers, and the buyers are usually the consumers or the customers. These are the people who will purchase your goods and services in exchange for something of value. It could be money or any other consideration. And then we've got the sellers. The sellers are usually the suppliers. Whoever is supplying you or offering you goods or services in exchange for money or consideration is the seller. Then of course there's that place where the goods are produced or manufactured, that would be the manufacturer or the producer. And sometimes you'll find that the manufacturer or the producer may be the seller. Then we've got distributors or wholesalers who usually buy goods from manufacturers in bulk and these goods are usually for resale then of course you've got the retailer who will buy the goods from wholesalers or directly from the manufacturer to provide the goods and services to the consumer So sometimes you have service providers, these are individuals or entities who offer you a service in exchange for payment. So the best known service providers are of course accountants, lawyers, consultants, contractors. Then you've got financial institutions. All these business transactions are impossible without a capital inje injection and that's why financial entities will always play a crucial role because they'll provide the grease to make things smooth running and make the payment process of goods and services very very easy by providing loans, lines of credit and many attractive financial products. Then we have the transport and logistics. For goods to move from point A to point B, of course you need the distributors, the retailers. If they're coming from far off places, you have freight forwarders, tracking companies, logistics providers, it's a whole process. And many government agencies are involved in this whole process because of course they have to account and regulate, oversee all commercial transactions, especially by protecting the consumers and ensuring that the importers and exporters are complying with the law. 
And finally, you reach the end users. The end users are the consumers or the customers, entities or private individuals who will consume the goods and services or services purchased in commercial transactions. If it's a business-to-business -business transaction, the business itself may be the end user. So the supply chain in commercial transactions is the entire network of all entities that I have just described. And the activities, the resources, technology involved is the entire supply chain. So if you're going to look at the production process from where the raw materials come from, from where they are extracted, the whole chain up to the end user is involved. All stages, all processes are very important for the provision of goods and services. It could be internal or external. There's a lot of outsourcing involved in a business. So you find that the suppliers will provide the raw materials, the manufacturers will start the process of production and ensure that there's an assembly of goods and there is quality control and those goods have to be distributed so the distributors or wholesalers will link the manufacturer or producer to the retailer who will in turn link them to the consumer so there's a lot of marketing involved there's a lot of customer support involved and after sales services, nothing is disregarded. There's a lot of responsibility, a lot of movement. And the supply chain is considered as very important. So logistics and transportation has to be responsibly done to ensure that there's a proper management of warehousing, inventory management, and order fulfillment. So many service providers know the whole process of maintenance. Maintenance is very important because it will ensure that there is a lot of quality control, there's repair, there's support, and sometimes even financial service or information technology services or any other specialized services that could come forward 
and control or ensure that there is compliance of the quality control aspect in the supply chain. At the end of it all, the goods and services have to reach the customer or consumer in good condition. So there's a lot of coordination. Optimizing the flow of materials, information and finance. All players are important. So much so that when the supply chain is disrupted due to various factors such as natural disasters, political instability, economic crisis, transport issues, and as experienced by the COVID-19 pandemic, disruption is typically a failure, a failure because of unexpected events and different people will respond differently or depending on the context of the failure itself. There could be a shortage of goods or a delay in production. If there's a shortage of goods or raw materials, then of course the inventory is affected and there's a reduction of availability of goods for consumers that can be controlled by finding other suppliers but if there's a production delay this disruption is one that leads to a delay in the fulfillment of orders and meeting customer demand and this can actually affect the business very badly, a loss of profits, a loss of customers and sometimes even a loss of goodwill and this in turn would lead to an increase in costs then you have to pay a higher price because of the scarcity involved or maybe overtime or extra expenses for transport. All these issues have to mitigate the loss of revenue, the loss of time and sometimes even the loss of labor that is involved. Loss of revenue can have a very negative impact on the profitability and financial performance. So that should even be the last stage. So many businesses will try to reconfigure their supply chains by sourcing from alternative sources Remember, I spoke about outsourcing. Outsourcing, redesigning, implementing risk management strategies, and all this is just an extra expense. So many, many people design their businesses in such a way that alternative sources are looked at 
from the very beginning to mitigate any risk that can occur and to show that there's a lot of resilience and adaptability. But that doesn't mean that things will work out. It may not work out the way it was designed, but the business may go on. So there's a lot of assessment that needs to be done, contingencies, a lot of planning has to go in. So never take advantage of the importance of a strategist here. Because indeed, they will give you visible solutions and monitoring solutions. All these designed to mitigate risk. And of course, obligations have to be met. Regulations have to be observed. And the customer is always the most important performer during this whole period. Because of the social economic impact it may have on the business, but most of all on the community at large. So all recovery efforts are extremely important. And designed to put the businesses back on their feet. It is not easy. But stability is more important because it is part of risk mitigation and before taking many steps or alternative ste steps, stakeholders have to be involved. In every industry, you have to engage all stakeholders, share ideas, collaborate, and advocate for policies. By being proactive to recover the business with all parties involved, learning from one another, by tracking the key performance indicators and investing in resilience. Risk management capabilities and stress testing is very important. 
If you're under a lot of contractual obligations, this is also the best time to review them. So that liabilities and potential remedies are involved in the case of disruption. So there should be a lot of data analytics and digitalization so that of course there's visibility, collaboration and decision making. This is also the time when the inventory is built once again so that there's accelerated production. to adjust the stock levels. Inventory managers 